Welcome. This is Cece Kelly, your host, and I'm here with whistleblower Suzanne Helene. And this is The Nuclear Truth, Episode 7, Beyond the Secret Space Program, where we want to talk about the fact that disclosure isn't just for secret space program whistleblowers. It's for all of us. It's about waking up, and it's about standing up for your own truth and taking back your sovereignty. In other words, I'm mad as hell and I'm not taking it anymore. Welcome to Ascension Sisters. This is Ascension Sisters. We're doing episode seven, The Nuclear Truth. Beyond the secret space program, disclosure isn't just for space program whistleblowers. You may be familiar with people like Corey Good and Jason Rice and Emery Smith and the infamous David Wilcock uh, hosting all of those guys and bringing out their story. Well, we're here to say there's more to it than that. It's about standing up for yourself and telling the truth and the risk that goes with that, not just life and limb risk that some men in black are going to come get you if you start talking about the Martians that you used to work with or the, the ships you flew or the bases on the moon or Mars or anything like that. We're talking about are you going to lose your job if you tell the truth? You know, what responsibilities does this bring with it? To facilitate this conversation, I would like to welcome our own whistleblower, Suzanne Helene. Suzanne, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back, Cece. And just to bring us a quick up to speed, if you remember, Suzanne uh, worked for a very large medical complex in Southern California that happened to be built on the former location of a NASA Boeing space program site where they did do that stuff. They built parts and ships for the Apollo program and the uh, space shuttle programs. And in the 1930s and 40s, there was a neutron bomb factory. So there was lots of radiation and chromium and uranium and all the kinds of things that would cause someone cancer. In fact, 20% of Suzanne's office mates have died of cancer. And there's a lot going on there. We're going to bring you some updates. And Suzanne herself is a cancer survivor. And she is being really brave. She is you know, coming out and trying to tell the truth. But what's going on there? Why are, why are they keeping things secret? You know, why on her first day of work did they say don't drink from the water fountain because the water has high levels of radiation? Why did they put little pieces of tape on the water fountain so you wouldn't drink from it? Uh, why was the medical center uh, opening postponed for days and months if everything was okie dokie and if the land itself was safe to uh, have a hospital on? So anyway, we're going to be talking about that. And if you want to join in this in conversation, uh, like to ask a question or, you know, add a, your own personal story, the number to call us is area code 323-642-1687. I love saying radio call-in show phone numbers. I'm going to say it again. 323-642-1687. Feel free to give us a call. Uh, so here we are. We are live. It's Saturday night. What day is today? It's uh Saturday, October 13th. We barely missed a Friday the 13th. And it's just after 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We are broadcasting uh, live from the East Coast, from Tippy Top. Where are we? Can we say where we are? We can say where we are. Yes, we can kind of say where we are. We're in Maine. Yes, we're in Maine. We're not Mainers. We recently moved here uh, because it's a very good, nice, clean place. And uh, when you're done with New York and you're done with L.A., come on up. Maine. It's pretty darn sweet. So anyway, let's get into this conversation a little bit. Uh, Suzanne, I know you had some updates that you wanted to share yeah. with, with uh, the audience. 
Well, yes. The uh, last several episodes, we were talking about having others come forward. And I had had conversations with one, actually two insiders, and I was encouraging them to uh, participate and share more about what they know on the air. The um, days and weeks went by, and it turned to where there was some anxiety, uh, feelings like of paranoia, um, bottom line, fear. And then it occurred to me, and Cece and I talked about this, actually, that they more than I, they, they take more risks than I do because I left. Uh, they're still there. And when I talk about risk, I mean, we're talking about uh, people who are in their jobs for the rest of their working lives. They have no plan or intent to go anywhere else. So that puts them in a predicament. There have been other incidents on that site that had led to be people being called into the offices, to being um, uh, targeted um, with retaliation, however subtle. It's still ever present, and in the job that you know that I had done, it was so stressful. You really can't take one more thing. So. As things started developing, even though they had expressed interest in sharing more. And coming on the show. In coming on the show. uh, Things have panned out where there's been kind of this back paddling. And I can't blame them. And we, you know, we are, you know, also, um, you know, facing, um, I think, a, you know, know, it's, it's like, okay, a personal reckoning that they are facing. Like, okay, what? what am I going to do? Am I going to say something and then end up risking, you know, being targeted, followed, watched, uh, losing my job? Um, And did that kind of thing happen for under other circumstances where people were targeted in some way for complaining about something or something? Absolutely. Yes. Give us some examples. Okay. Um, When you work in a medical complex, I mean, you're, you know, and and with um, psychiatry, you have people who have problems. And some people are um, dealing with a lot of stress and frustration, and it comes out in anger. Um, When they call in, they sometimes get, uh, you know, angry and and target the person they're talking to, and they complain. Um, We did have a person who um, was the, you know, recipient of a complaint to our manager, and it turned out that uh, this person had had you know apparently made some statements before and um, about I guess owning a gun and somehow it got construed that this person's anger would have been directed toward the the um, therapist they talked to. It turned out um, our supervisor had reached out to this caller with an email and the tag on the email had the um, name of the facility a phone number and the name of the therapist first and last, which put her really on edge. And with the idea that this person was angry, owned a gun, it put two and two together. And then it became a real 
crisis on on the work site saying that we could be potential victims of a disgruntled patient coming to perhaps uh you know shoot up the building and that did happen recently this this organization did there Mm. was uh someone it was claimed that someone came was there with a gun well actually yes and it was at the uh at at the uh, complex across the street but nonetheless it happened and I guess I want to get back to uh, how how this panned out in our work site. Uh, so uh, once the complaint was made um, and security and other people were called besides uh, without going through management, oh, the, um, when in, people were called into the office, told that they were paranoid, um, they had uh, boycotted or stopped coming to work because one of the doors that led to our um, unit uh, was broken. And they said, well, it's a bulletproof door, but it doesn't do much if it's broken, okay? Anybody can just walk on in. And so um, after two weeks of boycotting work um, or protesting or however you want to say it, uh, they ended up coming back because, you know what? You miss a couple paychecks and it hurts. You notice it. So, um, but that apparently led to other repercussions, subtle, um, kind of having to watch their backs, and um, so everybody got involved in one way or another. It came up in staff meeting and it really kind of lingered like a stigma. And then, um, you know, and so my approaching people for this, uh, I think it kind of, uh, you know, stinks of, 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 of that past experience. Right. So what you're saying is, uh, so you're not, it, it's hard to directly approach people who might want to come on the show and be an insider because they it's they would they have to decide whether or not they want to be in that predicament and perhaps you know someone finds out they talk to us someone finds out they did make a complaint to Cal OSHA or something like that mm-hmm. then that can come back to haunt them because they're still employed there whereas you're not there right but even though so so that's what you're saying that is what i'm saying yes and uh and you know and they're going to feel the heat you know and i'm and, and meanwhile i'm out here and i'm not so but I to be understand. clear, too, I mean, you took a big risk because you quit your job. You were at that job for a really long time. You have mm-hmm. a history of being in jobs for a long time. You're not actively looking for other work. So that was a risk. You didn't know what was going to happen. You're still living that right now. You're figuring out what the whole rest of your life is going to look like because you decided to walk away mm-hmm. because it was an untenable situation because you got, you know, cancer through the stress of this job, through the location of this job, possibly through drinking the water at this location in this building. And you decided to leave. That's also, you know, that's a big deal. That, Mm -hmm. that takes a lot of strength and you, but you decided to embrace the fear and do it anyway. Whereas for them, they're not, they're just not ready to make that, that leap yet. And even though maybe nothing would happen and no one would ever find out they're they're not willing to take that chance. And that, you know, that brings up that, uh, okay. The issue of uh, denial, uh, you know, if you've invested your, you know, years, you know, in, in a job where, you know, you love what you do, um, yet the idea that 13 people have died of cancer doesn't seem to register or doesn't, you know, for some reason tip the scale when it comes to just the, you know, I mean, your your paycheck. And so um, because because they don't want to 
uh, I mean, they were, it's almost like you'd rather die than, um, you know, risk, risk losing a job, which can be replaced. You yeah, know, because, you don't, psychological think, because you don't really think you're going to die. That really, the only, the only real thing to you, the only tangible thing to you is that you need job security, you know? So you're not, you're not thinking, oh, if I stay here, I could get cancer too. You're, it, it's, it's scarier to, to leave than to stay. Cause it's probably, you're right. Denial. They just don't think it's going to happen like themselves getting sick. But I think you mentioned before that um, one of your coworkers has noticed the, uh, how many people have, you know, succumbed to cancer and they've talked about it too. What was that conversation like? Well, well, this was, uh, this was another person I had hoped, you know, I'd be able to speak to, um, but, you know, she looked around and said, wait a minute, this is too many people dying of cancer in one small area. And uh, she wanted to make a complaint to Cal OSHA. And I don't know if she actually did, but that was discussed. And one of her coworkers was talking about how she always feels sick when she comes to work there. And in fact, we had brought salt lamps there and trying to, you know, uh, uh, kind of improve the uh, environment and um, kind of joking about it, but the truth is, is that it can, you know, that it continues, and people are starting to think about it. And one person wants to make a complaint to have it investigated. So uh, it sounds like this is getting more real, but I guess people are just dealing with it on their own terms and their own timing. Yeah, and and when you think about this whole idea of um, disclosure and coming forth, I mean, it really does take a lot of guts not just to to you know tell the truth speak your truth but there's responsibility that comes with it you know you people think it's so easy just you know if you see something say something how how often does that really happen it's it's a lot on you to take responsibility for telling the truth one because i just don't think most people want don't want to hear it because it rocks the boat oh you're rocking the boat you're stirring the pot kind of thing um and other times people just don't think, well, nothing will happen anyway. Nothing will come of it. Why should I put, you know, my neck on the line for making change? But I think it really, you know, dovetails into a lot of just what we're going through today. You know, you think about the Me Too, so-called Me Too movement. Um, basically, people, you know, they're, it's like they're mad as hell. They're not going to take it anymore. They want to come forth and they just want everybody to know what's been going on. And they just want people to straighten up and fly right. Can't people just do that and um and also people it's funny they just you know have their own sense of you know what the world is like and what reality is like and or what they think it's like and then people come forth and start saying things that are just the complete opposite and uh or just so far out there that they can't even imagine it being real Hmm. but you know i think that this is going to be collectively for our benefit as more people start to um, uncover things that are hidden. And that's what disclosure is. It's uncovering what is hidden. It doesn't matter if it has to do with ETs. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter if it has to do with interdimensional portals in your living room. Um, anything like that. We're uncovering what's hidden all around us every day for people to wake up, to become conscious, to take action that is supportive of 
all kinds of things, uh, you know, a healthier environment, you know, to, to live in, to raise your children in, uh, you know, honesty with our politicians, um, uh, safety and security um, and a voice in your workplace. Yeah, especially the workplace. I think what we were talking about recently, um, the whole idea of the workplace. And here you, you have your people in your workplace who have suffered and who have died because, you know, they're afraid of losing their job, et cetera. And it's just so funny. One of the things that we were talking about recently was that we, we are so programmed to, as humans, to do what everybody else wants us to do and not the things that we want to do. You know, we're so programmed to um, dutifully, you know, go to these workplaces and really not think much beyond that. It's so easy to do what your boss wants you to do and so hard for you to go home and do what you want to do. Maybe you want to be a photographer. Maybe you want to paint. Maybe you want to, you know, write, whatever. But the you can drum all that up for the job and do what they want you to do, but then you can't do it for yourself. Or there's that, there's that scenario. And then there's the other scenario, which is you don't want to do anything else. You really just want the job because the, the job is your, the whole focal point of your life. The job is the construct for which your, your life revolves. And we put all our trust in these workplace situations and they are not going to take care of us. They would just assume mm-hmm. if, if they fired us, we'd be, for, I mean, we'd be forgotten about in five minutes and replaced. And yet we literally give our life force yeah. <laughs> away to these employment situations that really don't give a rat's behind about us. They're not there to protect us. I mean, just look at the last recession, all the people who lost all their money, you know, just, I'm sure you can think back to all the mindless meetings that you sat through. And now you get to this point where your 401k is gone. It's like, what was the point of that? So uh, I just think that part of this whole disclosure and waking up thing is also about just taking back your own sovereignty and really just remembering that you're a sovereign being. You are allowed to make choices for yourself that uh, you can have a different kind of life. Um, it doesn't have to all, um, you know, link, you know, come back to your employment situation. But I think in the, in the instance of these potential insiders that were, that, that we were thinking about might want to talk about this, I mean, on one hand, you can understand, you know, their their fear. It, it is very real. I mean, you left. They're still there. Um, but on the other hand, it's like people need to know that there's a potentially unsafe environment there. And uh, mm-hmm. we need to do what we can to let people know about that. And um, I think that also comes down to... Um, testing of the samples for ourselves. I know you mentioned you had spoken to a lab. What happened to, what happened to that lab? Well, I, you know, when I called, you know, the person who answered was eager to have me speak with their quote, top scientist. That's quote. And uh, I guess he wasn't available. So I sent him an email and I did mention the word nuclear <laughs> and radioactive. And perhaps I should have worded it a little bit, uh, more benignly, if that's a word, benignly, because he didn't respond. And I was just thinking about it later. I'm like, wow, who would want to touch that? You know, mm-hmm. that would really open up a can of worms if you got a hold of something that was 
hot. Yeah, you know? I wonder if th- those labs have to report certain things. Like if someone's having something tested for uranium, do they are they obligated by some kind of government contract or something that okay, anybody anyone who wants to uh, have something tested by uranium, well, that needs to be investigated. Or where did they get this potential uranium-infected thing? Right. You got to wonder about that. I don't yeah, know. You would think so. You know, actually, in the email, I did say uranium. So, <laughs> well, 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 you know, note I had never to, done this before. Note to self, maybe we can, maybe we'll try again with a different lab and say, um, oh, maybe frame it slightly differently so as not to set off all the flags. <laughs> But I guess with the labs, you have to tell them what you want it tested for. Otherwise, they don't look for it. Or can they just like, can you just ask them, what's in this? What's in this dirt? What's no, this no. Actually, the, there are many different kinds of tests. And that it, and they will not test it for like uranium, plutonium, uh, the, if uh, if you don't ask. Interesting. Yes. I mean, that, that does make sense. I bet there are certain you know legal uh, obligations or ethical mm-hmm. obligations that they are bound by. Uh, but it's very interesting. We, we are not giving up on that. We are going to just do some more research on how to get this stuff tested. There must be a way to do it without setting off all the red flags. Um, if, if any of you listeners have an idea about that, um, please uh, put, um, if you could put something in the comments, uh, we could certainly use some input. Like I said, I've never done this before. So <laughs> We've uh, never been a whistleblower before for no. a NASA Boeing radioactive site they build a hospital on and everybody got cancer and died. No, we've never done that before. Actually, you can visit our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Ascension Sisters. Feel free to uh, DM us there, too. And uh, we'll, we will get right back to you if you happen to know how to get soil tested for uranium that would be awesome yeah, if you know someone who knows someone that yeah. kind of thing yeah. joey down the street has a friend <laughs> you <laughs> never knows? know uh, this is this you know this is something i wanted to be able to report on this show uh, and we will you know yes and boy and it's uh interesting when you have samples and you're like well my own denial how hot are they you know <laughs> And where do you yeah, have I them? Keep them in the basement. Do you have them wrapped in foil yeah, or something? Well, <laughs> I was going to tell you more about like <laughs> what I have them in, but it's you know kind of a vacuum sealed thing, and okay, um, it's like like a like a coffee thermos. <laughs> no, it's like are we protected? Like this does have anything? I know in it. that's why I'm not sure. Oh my god! You know, well, it's, I think uh, it's underground stored. You know, so uh, this is you know the this is kind of what where we are right now. Um, with, uh, you know, an understandably hesitant, you know, insiders. Um, and, uh, but we're know, not, we're not giving up. We're, we're, I think it, it just needs to be framed for them and we'll disguise their voice and everything. It's not like, you know, uh, they're on camera or anything and we won't give their names, but uh, we're just interested in their moment of discovery when they like what was their aha moment like hey something weird's going on here and uh you know why are all these illnesses happening and i'm just curious the uh insider that we were going to reach out to do you remember if that person did know about the nasa connection or not i'm you know i am not sure when i um wrote basically what was going you know what what we were doing 
Um, you know, she thought it was fascinating and wanted to contribute, but did not. This was all a message, okay? So I don't know what she knew, but I did give her information on where she could look into it. But, you know, she's, you know, healing after having a pretty bad accident. So certainly mm-hmm. I'm not going to press the issue. Right. Um, but those are two two different people you're talking about. Yes, yeah, two, yeah, these yeah. were two different people. But the people. one who was talking about uh, the the possibly reporting the Kalosha. Do you know if that person was aware of the NASA connection? I don't think so. Okay. No. See, you got you got to wonder. I mean, if like if they knew about that connection, would they be more more likely to come forward and contribute to the conversation and just kind of like what was their aha moment and you know also be another witness to what's going on? Or do you think it would make them definitely not do it? You know. No, it's a good question but i also think well in my case um look i had cancer and was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition and i felt like you know at my age and the fact that you know like how much more am i gonna gamble you know and so like if i'm gonna gamble let me gamble with you know the possibility of getting free and, you know, and being part of, of, you know, disclosure of uncovering this and, you know, and hopefully, you know, something that becomes uh, grander um, and much bigger than anything that, you know, that could have happened to me. Yeah. And this has been just really inspiring because it's the, the whole idea behind this, in, adi- in addition to getting to the bottom of what, what's caused these, you know, deaths on this uh, location of the former space program in Southern California um, at this hospital. It's just the whole idea of, you know, we have got to look out for ourselves. I just feel like that so many people give away, you know, all their power to everybody else and they, you know, do the so-called right thing and don't rock the boat and don't stir the pot or, because they think something bad's going to happen or whatever. And when the fact is probably nothing will happen, but we, we've got to start, you know, just standing up for ourselves and getting what we want, you know, out of this life and, uh, and, and just asking for what we want. It's like, if you don't ask, you don't get, you know, so, and if you don't tell the truth, you don't get. So I think that has a lot to do with it too. This is kind of like a new mindset that's been a long, a long time coming. Oh, Absolutely. And, you know, it certainly, it takes um, really, I mean, there, you know, the risks involved is, um, is being able to really, ha- I mean, there's a reality shift that, that has mm-hmm. to happen. Um, and, uh, you know, some of us have less to lose than others, I think. You know, like I said, in my case, you know, I had had cancer, was getting more illnesses. And, you know, I'm a single person. I don't have kids. You know, I, um, it's almost like I have less to lose than somebody who, you know, is responsible to, to children, uh, uh, you know, house payment and all that business. You know, it's funny. Yeah, you can say that. I would, agree. I would say, yes, you can say that. You can look at that, you know, objectively and say, yeah, that's the issue here. But I think it's also, like you said, it's a shift because once someone realizes that there are more opportunities than this job that's making them sick, mm-hmm. the whole point is their mindset is this is the only job there is for me. I could, there won't be another job. I'm right. too old. I'm not qualified, you know, I don't have, you know, all these qualifications or whatever. I have to stay here. They're not understanding that 
there will be more opportunities. There, it, there is something, especially when, uh, especially when you, um, you stand, you stand up for what you believe in. I think that kind of opens the door to things, but that's a big shift to make true when you have those children and you have these mortgages and you have these, and you have these responsibilities that you think this is the only job that can help you take care of those things. And, you know, I think this is too, is um, this reality shift is, um, is really, I think what disclosure is, is about Mm -hmm. helping people make that shift break through it and being able to own the power you have in every decision you make. You're never stuck. But there's and there's power in that. Yeah. And when more is revealed, and you discover you have a lot more power and say, and your voice is important, what does that open up? You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really challenge people to think about that. And that is a great uh, note to end this show on. Thank you so much for joining Ascension Sisters. Check out our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash Ascension Sisters. Actually, I think it's Ascension Sisters TV. That's what you want, Ascension Sisters TV on Facebook. And uh, we will talk to you next week. We're going to be uh, also talking about our next topic, which is going to be a new narrative for uh, Antarctica and what is going in Antarctic, on in Antarctica. Thank you so much. It's Cece Kelly and Suzanne Helene. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We are the Ascension Sisters, and we'll talk to you